Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have to be, you have to get outside if you if you don't. I mean, you can have fun inside. We started doing some drawings one time, but I to be fair, Charlie most... just drew boobs. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I, I drew this. Oh, oh nice. I drew, yeah. I, was it watercolours? Uh, it was a mixture of acrylic and watercolour. Oh, yeah, so that's what, that's what I did. See, outdoors has got so many qualities. Like, everything we do is now going to be based around outdoors. Yeah. The company's obviously made my grass greener. Mm. Outdoors has so many benefits. We're definitely trying to get as much as we can to that's encourage why, people to get well, out. That's why we brought yeah. plants in. We wanted to make it a little bit greener in here. Mm. <laughs> ah, yes, you've got a t-shirt on. Yeah, I'm repping the t-shirt as well. It feels really nice. Is there a click? It There's it a click. It's almost perfectly. <laughs> we are all a click. No, no, it's in. You know when you record music, you can put a, yeah. a metronome in. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was going. Yeah. I, I, that might sound kind of cool, like countdown. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Anyway, guys, welcome <laughs> to the Eminent. <laughs> 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 podcast this is uh this one way. of my day one crews this day is one. the uh this is the crew that originally started in long oh yeah except yeah. him he, mm. i was near he was near actually everton yeah see so i was on the border of long ditton seven i was bottom of ditton hill yeah 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 you, 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 you like, <laughs> down in the yeah. down the servants quarters. bridge the gap yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean we basically i'm the reason you were met no you're the reason that they can met. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, I we didn't know each other before. <laughs> <laughs> the sperm and egg. Who's that guy at the table? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah this is a uh, Rory, whole Hello, health, coach. Oh, health coach. He is my coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, coach. This is Julian. I'm not his coach. Not my I'm coach. On, I'm on the bench. No, you're, you're the audio way. coach. <laughs> Audio Kirk. Nemo's coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think Majuli Kirk is a magician of a magician and a scientist of music. Uh, oh, I thought yeah, sounds true. out of the sleeve. Out of the sleeve. Put it you the create the sounds actually. Oh, yeah. You actually are close to a magician because you, you create something out of nothing. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun the other day actually recording some Foley sound for oh. And this is Meg, producer, all round extraordinaire. And oh, yeah. what were we meant to say? King of the world? Co-host. Yeah, co-host. Yeah, co-host okay. of, of the podcast. Uh, uh, best Yay. person ever. Is this the yeah. first time you're this side of the camera? Yeah. It's unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> Debut. Usually, usually you wear Nemo. Yeah, we show him over there. That's where yeah. I'm yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Nemo's stolen the seat. That's why we're the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Julian, yeah. Julian, honestly, uh, earlier tried to grope Nemo. Are you met... You make. Yeah, this is the I was both ex- excited and terrified. <laughs> Horny and scared. Yeah, it's a good line. I like that. It's, it's, a, good it's a good. It's a good middle middle ground to be in. For yeah. legal reasons, we don't advocate that. It's no, not no, like no. A, <laughs> scared is not a good emotion. No, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. No, no, it wasn't okay. It's never okay. He signed consent forms like after the fact. No, it was Meg that was scared watching oh, them yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's very scared. I am here. I'm over here. Happened again. <laughs> anyway, me and Nemo, a big thank you because we're using their studios and there's a lot of collaborations coming together with us a lot. Should be events, mm. trainings, 
lots of things. It's we a have, big year, isn't it? Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. we seem to link on a lot of levels, which is weird considering we didn't start knowing either we're doing the same thing. So it's pretty cool, really, I think, that we're in the same position doing the same things. Synchronicity. Mm. So it's nice to be... Yeah, I like that word. Yeah. Can't say it, but I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what he said? Also, don't quite know what it means, I but I kind of right. got the gist. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big alignment. Oh, got the gist. Oh, it's yeah. a big alignment, a big crossover with what we were doing. Yeah, or, there is. Or just the opportunity to work together. Nah, I think what's really nice as well is that all the things that we've all gone off and done are so different that we actually all like came back. Can do our own thing. Yeah. There's no like overlap or <laughs> it's quite that's a, a good nice point. Uh, that's a good mm. point. Actually, that's not true. We obviously just discussed Nima and Mega's overlap, but you know, <laughs> well, no, can't both I, be behind the camera. I, I, I studied music. Nima studied film, and then so it was yeah. sort of yeah. So oh. yeah, sound this side, entertainment this side. Yeah, entertainment. <laughs> Media that side in terms of filming. Back, back yeah. of house, front of house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. simple. We all make the house together. No, yeah. together with one nice. house. <laughs> <laughs> one big happy house. We could someone could draw a picture of that, like a cro- cross section of a house. All in different rooms. That would be quite fun. Wouldn't oh, it? top bedroom. Top bedroom. Hold on, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa! No, we've been outdoors. I call basement. Oh, outdoors. We're outdoors. That's Sorry, it. basement. <laughs> fair play. Fair play. The dump truck. <laughs> the big bunda. <laughs> I'd be in the skip, which is outside. Because yeah. yeah. there is a skip outside. Yeah, there is right a skip I would be in the skip. Harvey would be probably Skipping. outside. Skipping. Skipping. <laughs> Skipping. 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 We were never, we're none of us were the same people. And I think, I think I go for all of us as saying none of us actually fitted in with the norm. Oh no. That's oh, why no. we're here doing what we're doing. And that's why it's exciting to be where we are because it's not been an easy road getting here, which makes us have our own opinions and our own things. Mm. But having a combined goal just makes you feel sane. Because <laughs> you're like, oh shit, there's other people like this. Well, you don't like, feel so alone and yeah. alienated because growing up being neurodivergent, you know school doesn't work the same for mm-hmm. any of us and it was really difficult uh so when you come out of it and everyone's like oh yeah i feel exactly the same as you it's just a really nice especially when you've done different things yes especially when you've done different things you've yeah. still turned out similar <laughs> same. i yeah. mean i mean there yeah. we have our differences <laughs> but they're not healthy ones Meg, yeah. no not no, no, there's not one difference really. no, same yeah. person nah. same person no, but that, that's exactly it. We can talk and we're talking the same language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Speaking you find someone, you're like, oh, shit. It's just we all speak always... English. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can just flow off each other and then it just is naturally really creative and good. Well, that to be honest, that does bring us on to the, the first time we're asking these questions in our new yeah. format. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. First Ooh. proper podcast, I'd say, Nemo. Because we did not... one with my brother, which yeah. people might see because it was actually all right. No, but but this is the first time one, we're yeah. doing this format. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we've really nailed down what we wanted to do. And it was more of a... Making my grass greener is now... The way we want to describe it is a Robin Hood company that acts as an older sibling. This is kind of how uh, we refined yeah, it to. Yeah, yeah. So it's like taking money and dis- redistributing it, but obviously not illegally, trying to do good business and yeah. good practice, you know, we'll try to graft it and not go to prison. <laughs> all above board. All, all above board. Oh, exactly. Yeah, none of us want to go to prison. No, no, we're all pretty, pretty That's unified the only thing we're similar with, really. Yeah. Except for Megan Nima. Which one of you wants to go to prison? <laughs> it's me. No. Um, but we wanted to act as an older sibling as well, because it's not just about money. It's about having people that you can kind of relate to. And there's no one person here that's on the top 
you know, but it is about building a community where you feel safe and you can ask these questions. So the first question we ask is, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? First of all, you've you've completely caught me off guard. We thought it'd be a different question. No, no I, I told no, you no. there was no order to this. Harvey, you completely caught me off guard. But well, <laughs> I'm gonna be a bit of a fucker and say there is things I would tell myself like don't worry about finding the right job immediately. Don't follow the crowd. Go to uni, and don't don't try and find a job and try everything over and over again. But at the same time, I wouldn't actually change anything. I wouldn't tell myself anything. So you would leave yourself high and dry. Everything happens as high it should. Yeah. So would you appear and not say anything? So you see your younger self, but you're not saying anything. Oh, you just yeah. sort of go like this. Yeah. Well, that goes wrong. We saw her. Encouragement counts. Yeah. No. The I, I, saw I herself. It went bad. I wouldn't, can't go, say so. <laughs> I wouldn't go anywhere near myself. Maybe I would slip in my room. Some sort of tidy it. No, no, no. <laughs> not even tidy. Some results of sport or something to gamble. So like money. obviously, <laughs> obviously being the older sibling. You're saying that going out and doing your own thing is better than trying to follow any advice or yeah. trying to create something because... Well, I think it's going to turn out one way or the other anyway and it's turned out this way and I wouldn't change this. But maybe if I went back, it would change an alternate like, Butterfly universe. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. multiverse theory suggests that there's many different routes. I do agree with that. So if I was to go... I just wouldn't. I'd just say, I would say, actually. I'll but maybe then you were always going to go back and tell yourself not to change anything and then you were always going to go on the I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even approach yourself. Parallel, and you're stuck it's already happened. It's, it's already, already happened. happened. So yeah, I think everything happens as it <laughs> should and that means it wouldn't turn out this way if, cool. if I went back and changed something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a big believer of that because the bit of advice I'd give myself would literally be don't listen to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to me right now. Genuinely. Yeah. I'm a hallucination. I'm not In terms of like, if I was to go, I would say don't worry as much and just you know, don't don't get upset, don't get anxious. Give myself the idea of the practices that I use now to not get so worked up and try and enjoy life a bit more. When I was younger, because I was depressed when I was 18 or 19, or, you know, it's not what you want to... You want to be... You want to have those rich moments, but also maybe I needed to go through a dark phase. Everyone needs the dark times. I think times. you have to. Yeah. We were you just talking to. about your dark times. You lived there for a few years, you know, so... But it wasn't oh, exactly Wait, like you're acting as if I'm not there now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do. I think so. And I think there's more than one your dark. Your black. <laughs> Whoa, fuck. Yeah, this is contact lenses, mate. <laughs> Every morning since you're a baby, put the blue. Put the blue in. <laughs> I actually put the needle in and drain the black out. Oh, that's how it works. He's got a vat of it in his basement with needle. How many, must take, how many weeks does it take to, for the full black to come back? Four or five weeks, and then you have to drain. Oh, it's daily, mate. Oh, daily. <laughs> oh, daily. <laughs> no, we joke, but. But that, that is my full answer. I appreciate that. I've answered both ways, but that's exactly. I like that. Yeah. I like that, and I feel like there's a theme actually, because a lot of successful people do seem to say that. You know, don't worry is one of the big things that comes up. Just don't stress. Be happy. Yeah. So, thanks, Rory. Next. (laughs) I think for me, probably, like, you don't have to justify yourself to anyone. I always found that younger, I was like, oh, shit, maybe I'm constantly, like, trying to defend, like, decisions I make to myself. So I think just, like, a really small thing of being, like, you can be you and that's okay. You don't have to justify yourself to anyone. Mm. I like that a lot. That kind of feeds onto a theory or, like, there's a great businessman, Gary Vee, 
can't pronounce his surname, sorry. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Vaynerchuk. Um, Vaynerchuk. Yeah, they are. That'll do. <laughs> Thank you. That'll do. Um, Firefuck. But he, he said something that really, really Firefuck. changed me. And I think I've mentioned it before, you guys, but you know, like the flip a coin thing? Mm. You don't know what the other outcome was. Mm. So there's no point trying to justify it because yeah. the other outcome could have been worse, could have been better. You don't know. You like know. the butterfly effect. You mm. literally yeah. don't know what happened. So I, that's also a great piece. And it also follows on from you know, a similar thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. Just don't stress. It's not necessary. You have to go through the dark times anyway. Yeah. So there's no point stressing about them before they come. Like, <laughs> the dark times are coming. I feel like as you get older, you realise you don't care yeah. as much about what anyone thinks. And the sooner you liberate yourself from that, yeah. completely. So if you had told yourself when you're like 15, 16, 17, it would have been different. But I think that's great. Honestly. It's like, be the main character in your own life. Yeah. Because you have to be. You are, whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah, you yeah. might as well make it a happy one rather than yeah. a... So, yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Go on then, Meg. What have you got for Come us? On. Oh, well. Oh. There's, there's big, big answers to live up to here. Come on, please. Mine would be trust your gut. Oh. I like that. Okay. Only because there are so many times in my life that I've had a feeling and I've ignored it mm-hmm. and things have gone badly or things have gone... I've just gone after... Oh, I should have just listened to myself mm. and not overthought because you can overthink everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your gut feeling is almost always the compass you need to follow. Yeah. And I truly believe that. I, I, I will always know to follow that now, but if I could tell my younger self that, that's what I would, that's what I would say. Mm. I, I think that's also a really good one. You know, I've been doing a lot of reading recently about like frequencies and vibrations and stuff. Mm. And one of the things they say is that young children and like people who are in tune with themselves actually feed off them. That's what animals do. It's the vibrations you give out and different mm. moods. So your gut is probably telling you something through those means and stuff yeah. like that. There is some science behind but it. But also in your gut, there's, I don't remember how much, but there's a lot of neurological tissue. Yes. So it's, it's, your, second, it's your second brain, isn't it? Yeah. So that truly is some, something to say and say your body feels something that your mind hasn't yet. It's you weird, feel yeah. it in your stomach. You, yeah. Do, yeah. you do, don't you? You do, don't you? It's like, that, that, yeah. But going back to that, my, my answer to that question, how long do I have with my younger self? Because oh, no, this isn't like that. No, 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 I know, I know. This it's isn't like saying, that. Oh, you've go got back, mad theoretical energy. Like, go back, I, I wouldn't actually approach myself, but I would put in like a fortune cookie. I would write, I would write many, many signs. To be fair, and I, hopefully I would get help, it. I'm future Rory, and I'm stuck in a future. No, no, no. Co- no. I, I I'll be write, honest. I, I didn't write signs. Past Rory would not get it. I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I have a story I haven't told on a podcast before, but I had, I got a, I can't remember what the fortune cookie said. But I uh, I got it and I put it in my room somewhere. Gone weeks and weeks, maybe even months later. I thought about the fortune cookie and it fell into my hand. It was the most mystical experience I've had in my life. I I can't I've explain it. Maybe ever... it's a, maybe it, I don't I can't explain it. Have you ever seen? You threw it and then caught it. No, I honestly don't know how it happened. <laughs> it just landed there. <laughs> you can believe me or not, but I, I thought believe, about no. it and then so it was there. There is that's manifestation, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and manifestation is definitely something I believe in. Oh, magic. You know, there was one. T- <laughs> What's the same? No. It's the yeah, same thing. No, really. I'm genuinely <laughs> considering the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Because they're unexplained. Because mm. there was one time, you know, this, I went to the woods up in, you know, the top of Rectory Lane where I used to live. That, I don't know what it's called, that's now housing. Oh, the one I always used to go into when I was drunk. I don't know if you did that. But... <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You're like, half from the shadows. You got me drunk. I was in the dark, <laughs> the dark place. Stokesfield? We were at your house. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's Stokesfield. Yeah. Might be. I lived there, that's embarrassing, I yeah. don't know. But, um, <laughs> but I went there once with my mum and I was only young and I said to mum, I'm not leaving until I found a four-leaf clover. And she was like, what? And I was like, no, I, pr- I am not leaving this field until I found a four-leaf clover. I bent down, the first one I picked up was a four-leaf clover. 
Madness. As right, we're going. We're going now. <laughs> but, literally, I was like, thank you, because he's cold. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. But, never put that there. I think it's that you have to like, it's like the difference between wanting and believing mm. for me is the difference between that manifestation. And also going back to your question, how long to have with somebody? I didn't realise that question could go as wrong as it did. Thanks for explaining it to me. What I meant was like, if there was something that you have now that has like, yeah. you know, you've taught yourself yeah, more. Yeah. What was it you taught yourself? So I might have to change that question. But you could change it. You have to go and tell yourself, your younger self something, one thing. Like a sentence or... Because you've thought about it physically, you yeah. know, as if you could actually meet your physical I've being. For Whereas me, yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe slightly less, you know, like you could implant a thought or in yourself. In, yeah. you, you, have a, you have a ten-minute meeting. You have a yeah. five-minute meeting with your younger self. Yeah. You're Sit down in a room. with a table. You're locked in a room. You're stalling my question. Yeah, I'm, I'm making Harvey, the question. Harvey, I've made it... Better. I've improved yeah. the question. <laughs> I made your question. You're like better. Harvey. Listen, if no. you could give yourself a bit of advice, it would be go back and listen to me earlier. Stop. Stop. I'd say redo this and make the question better. Oh. Right. right. Okay. I'm done with that question. Right. <laughs> but I, no, it has a great. I just found a loophole because I'm a little fucker. And I no, wanna, I like it. I, I like wanna, it. I wanna, that yeah. definitely expanded because yeah. I think that gives a lot of. There's a lot of scope here because there is you know, four-dimensional thought. There's yeah. like all the meditation and fields, which is big on you. And you've introduced me to a lot of this. So you have almost implanted this question anyway. <laughs> because I manifested the question. Potentially, because there's a lot of work like we've done together on that side where you've taught me about like meditation and coping and things, you know, because I was already starting that journey. But since like us talking and it's like just talking to you guys about the music and the producing and things like that, you know, you learn a lot from other people. Mm. And this is where I got the question from. You know, it's like you pick things up as you go mm. and it's like, there have been seeds of thought planted in my head in, and obviously all of us through points of your life. And they're the things that kind of sculpture the journey that you're on, mm. you know, and like the person you are is the journey. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it was more like implanting a thought mm. rather than physically going there and changing the yeah, time. Yeah. It's like it so if you're giving somebody else <laughs> advice, you know, maybe. Yeah. Because no, it's for the listeners. Like you know you're, I mean? you're, like, not like you, Rory. You're giving yeah. advice. It's <laughs> not about you, Rory. Like, like you're giving advice from, like you said, implementing it. It's not even you giving it, but exactly. you're putting it into that person. Yeah. And that's why it, I did answer it twice. But that, yeah, it would, I it would, Yeah, it what would I be. What I kind of got from it was that the thing that, you would talk, if you, that you've taught yourself is to make peace with where you're at. Yeah. Like that's still, that's still, that's still advice you yeah. give yourself anyway. I mean, I could go back and say everything happens as it should to them. And that would change everything because of the butterfly. Exactly. What does that mean? Exactly. In fact, this might be happening to people. Yeah. Even this was one. Per this was, you know, this is the kind of thing. And as I said, it's the journey that sculpts you. Mm. So, in that sense, now we'll move on to a physical thing. Yeah. Like points in your life that changed you. That's mm. what I kind of want to know. Is there anything that you would want to share that is a definitive point in your life that? Because it could be tiny. You know, like oh, I decided to exercise from this point, or mm. I, you know, still on the advice kind of side because you learn from these things. Mm. So. Yeah. You know, you haven't you haven't heard these questions yet already. Uh, but... Again, I'm caught completely off guard. Zero. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah, trying to. I'm not looking at my notepad down there because there's not one. So you can't write. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Does anyone else? I can write, but I can't read. It's really oh, weird. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I write, and it's beautiful. Someone says, wow, your writing's beautiful, and I can really understand it. I say, me no, no, this one. Does <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone else want to answer? He goes back in time. Learn first? how to read, bro. Go on, yeah, we'll start the other side. Oh. 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 Uno reverse card. Uh, do you have a reverse back? No, he's no, right don't. I can see a pile, and you've got no no. I see a pile. You can't read, bro. I can read Uno. He likes the symbols. He likes the symbols. I can read. Give it to me in Uno, and I'll know Basically, you can read Spanish. Yeah, he can count one. I think I've had many points in my life where things have not gone exactly how I thought they would, and it's sort of helped me reaffirm what I want to do, and I'm sort of still going through that now. Mm. Um, but I remember, I think, I think it's my resilience and ability to do anything I put my mind to. Mm. So I was at Isha College, mm-hmm. um, and I was studying media, and I really loved it. But then I had this thought, maybe I want to do music because I like music. And then within a couple months, I had learned from zero to grade five music theory. Well, and I, thought, I I did it. Hmm. And I actually, you, um, Julian's music teacher was a bloke who taught me theory. And he was bitching about me to Julian. <laughs> Julian. I was doing work experience at Henshaw Wood. And he was like, yeah, I got this student like... I don't think she's going to do all right. Wow. Like, and then she did it. And I was like, you know about Meg Sanders? And he flipped his lid. He's like, how the hell do you know that? I was like, <laughs> Who do you work for? My fucking girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no. He just was <laughs> He's like, by the way, she's great. You know what I mean? He's like, oh yeah, you know, she's the best student I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how long did you go on before you were like, I know. I just I let, know. Him, I let him go for a little bit. Oh, yes. Yeah. I let him dig a hole. I, but this is the thing. I went from being at sixth form to working there within like six months. So I went from being getting set homework by them to like them bitching about students while I was in like staff room with them. It's a very weird experience. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I would not recommend that. I went to the staff room injured once. Mental, isn't it? Yeah. I split my head open. So oh. I had to go in there. Yeah. So oh. got hit by a door. Oh, was, sure. Pretty dope. Ran into Other the door. That, it was only for detention. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, essentially, I, I just. I know that I have the ability to do whatever I set my mind to. And it's times like that. There was another time at uni where third year, we had to do a group project. It went badly twice and it caused me to fail my entire year, which caused me to not be able to graduate with everyone else, which was a really hard time in my life. I can imagine that because you're watching, aren't you? I sort of just reverted within myself and, you know, took it all very personally where, you know, things like that are out of your control. If you're working in a group, and you're around people who aren't like-minded. And I was with a, I was in on a course that was very male-dominated. Um, mm. And that was really hard because, again, a lot of the males on this course weren't very good with women. So there were four women on the course out mm. of 50, maybe 60 blokes. Yeah. And it was really hard. And I remember we were told the um, assignment beforehand and us girls had all come together. We were like, right, we you know what we're going to do. We're going to get it done. And then the uh, tutors had put us all in different groups and they were like, you cannot go in between. So I was in a class with a bunch of people I didn't know who wouldn't talk to me. So I had to figure out by myself how to do a group project on my own with other people. It was a whole thing. And um, essentially that summer, instead of graduating and feeling great, Jules and I were basically grinding and making sure that I could at least get my uh, degree eventually. And... Again, a very hard situation that sort of puts you in a really strange mental like mental place. But I got through it. I got my degree. I did it. Mm. You know, I didn't get to do everything normally. But when have I ever done anything normally? Not so. only that, you didn't go there <laughs> to have a graduation ceremony. You went there to get a degree. Exactly. Which you did. And I did. So you can argue that you got the perfect outcome. 
Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Not I didn't have way. to go off in you front of people. You don't have to go and dress up. I think I was going to trip the, over all of thing. that. Yeah. Didn't have to do that. But, um, so yeah. if if it was to summarise what you just said, you learned to believe in yourself. Mm. Essentially, yeah. I I could lean on myself and know eventually I can get what I need done. Yeah. But it was hard. I have to like. This touches on something that's very like close to my heart because you hear about like you know the snowflake generation and things like that and whether people like to acknowledge it or not, I think it's true. Too many people are conditioned nowadays to take an easier option because there's one there generally. And when you listen to that, like how many people do you know, not that it's a bad thing, but how many people do you know that just dropped out of uni because it got difficult? Like, <laughs> what? It's different when it's different, difficult or you realise it's not something you want to do. You know, well, I'm yeah, isolating well, the people who just dropped it's, out. It's... On, on, to flip down its head, how many people stay in uni doing a course that they're not going to use in the end and they just party and not that it's a bad thing, but the yeah, easy, again, it's just choices, the easy yeah. option just to ride for uni and then go get a completely different job using, yeah, I mean, getting a student loan for no reason not to use. You know, well, you're you're But then you could also frame it as this is all to do with your gut. Yeah, you have exactly. to follow your gut. Rory, we all saw you. You were tortured. You did not like what you were doing. You weren't yourself. You were really well, that sad. Was that, that was actually my answer. I thought I'll flip. But to answer to Alan to what Meg's answer was, Meg, when she gets her idea of doing something, she will just keep going until it's done. If I she mean, get if she has a job that she's doing, yeah, she's just determined. She'll just blinders on. I, I think listen, I won't listen to anyone. <laughs> I'll yeah. just do the thing. Blinders on, and then it. And then I rate it's that. Done. Yeah, that's yeah. like that, like you said though. That's believing in yourself and getting it done because sometimes external help is a good thing, but you have to be open to it. If it's going to hinder what you're doing or change what you're doing, then you shouldn't really listen. So like it goes back to what I said. You know, just don't listen to anyone else. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, only you deep down really know what you need to do. And you have many different ways of figuring that out. Yeah. You've got the gut, you've got, you know, your own past, what you actually like to do, what you think you can achieve. You just got to listen to that. And I knew I could do it. It would be hard. It would be kind of sad, but mm. I would get it done. And then once I have it, I have it and I can use that in the future. Plus, it sets you on a platform, doesn't it? Because you're like, right, I could do that. Therefore, you can rationalise and look at other things and be like, well, I must be able to do that. So... Yeah. You show, you show even in adversity when you're, when it's really hard. It's a proving you, ground. If you really try, you can do the thing. But also, again, it's all to do with your gut. If my gut was telling me, fuck this, I probably would have just left Good. it. But I knew I need, I wanted to do it. I wanted to prove to myself because I don't want to be the kind of person who lets things like that, particularly things like that, you know, when it's a situation I had no control over that just completely screwed me over. I didn't want to let that ruin everything for me. So I decided to actually go in and make sure that I came out with the result I wanted to the best of my own ability, essentially. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Because having like the drive and the determination to do something, you shouldn't let other factors that other people worry about stop you. For example, you know, just doing a, having a startup business, there are so many reasons we could have fallen flat on our face already. Yeah. Like Nemo or no, you know, whether it's financially, whether it's to do with like kit, whether it's to do with bad deals. There's so many things that, you know, I, you consider at the time being like, oh, is that it? You know, should yeah. this... But at the end of the day, if you genuinely want to be doing what you're doing, it will work out because you'll believe in it enough. And so I think, think that's great. What is the risk of not doing it? It's worse. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worse. worse. Yeah. People consider, oh, I could lose money, I could do this. If you stick at it, you're going to make it work. If yeah. you don't do it, Nothing will happen. It's Plus, not gonna... if you 
owe the bank money, mm. right? Or you don't have enough of this or you don't have enough of that, like something's not happening. That's not a reason to quit because like you said, what is the actual other option? You know, it will come about. Mm. But I think that's a, that's a really good answer. Yeah, and now really Julian's good. a bit screwed. So. <laughs> <laughs> your turn. Was it the question again? Is it pink? pink so like, like an event in your life. Defining moment. Yeah, defining moment. Starting meditating for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the journey to becoming self-aware or st- like, like not saying I'm at the end of that journey, but deciding, right, I'm going to start this and I'm going to find out what, what, what automatic things do I not even think about that are putting me in a place where I don't want to be or putting me in positions that aren't beneficial to me or the people that I love and around me. Wow. Like, Who got you into meditating? It was it was like lots wow. of lot lots of little things like, like Rory was kind of mentioning about like waking up in Sam Harris. I'd studied him at like Hinchwood with uh, philosophy and ethics and stuff. And oh, yeah, it's always it's always something that I was like kind of flirtingly interested in, you know. And you you want to take it to dinner first, and you kind of like you're not really getting a lot of pullback, and like it's not the right time, you, yeah. know, you know. Especially in this day and age as well, it. you have to get like the thing. Talk to me as if it was a rugby game. Okay. Yeah. So with <laughs> Rory, when you're explaining stuff, that. yeah, when you know we explain stuff to Rory, you have to like pretend it's rugby. So like meditating is the ball right and then you've got like the post which is the goal and then your foot that's like like people and stuff and then like it gets there and you don't even worry about it I feel like Julian's not the guy to give the rugby (laughs) I think I can bridge this gap imagine the ball is meditating well there's 30 other people on that pitch that want the ball so you've only got a little bit of time and they're trying to get it yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you are there you are And sports and the stuff, and they have points and things, right? Yeah, <laughs> Plus, yeah. the ball is nothing without you. Yeah. So if it's just left there, there's no game. Yeah. But you also uh-huh. need others to kind of... And the crowd is the unwanted thoughts that you're trying oh, to ignore. That's yeah. so true. To, to and the referee the is your own mind being like, let's control the outcome. Right? Yeah, let's stick to the Oh, what yeah, a good... Yeah. Great you can't one. do it without the referee. No, no. It's oh, chaos. You try it's just called fighting. Street fight. So continue, Jules. I had to bring that up because that's one of Jules's refs he makes that makes yeah. me laugh every time. He's like, he goes, right, Rory. We we're talking about something. He's like, right. So, in terms of rugby, the ball is there. <laughs> I rate that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I good. think that's a good thing because having meditation, I personally think it makes you better at talking to yourself. Yeah, that's what it is. It's alone time with you. Mm. Because the second you're looking at a screen, or the second you have external input, mm. it becomes you and something or someone else. Yeah. Whereas meditation is one of the very few times where it's you and you. Yeah, I do it when I'm running. I've yeah. realised that terrible at meditating, just sitting down. Mm. So I run with no music, and it's about mile five <laughs> where I start to talk to myself. Yeah. And you know, like I have to get rid of energy. I've realised this before mm. I can meditate. I mm. can't. Yeah, I can't meditate still. So I do it when I'm running. Mm. So I think that's a yeah, yeah. a very valid point. Is that it in itself? Though I I agree. I have to exercise, otherwise I feel a bit like you feel fucked. You feel agitated, irritated. But do you know what it is for me? Yeah. When I'm running, it's like there's two sides to like two sides to you. There's like to me, sorry. There's like the side that to is you, active. To you, to me, to me. There's the side that's active. So when I'm running, yeah. my that side of my brain is having to think about running yeah. and it's having to think about keep going. It's having to think about so many things that it's occupied mm. that I have time with the other side. That's yeah. usually like the subconscious maybe. Well, actually, that is a neurodivergence way of learning and thinking and doing things. So Meg, explain neurodivergence. Yeah, thank you. I ain't got well, to. it's uh, ADHD, ADD, you know, a different way of your brain working. So it's dopamine-based thinking. It's so, dyslexia. Dyslexia, yeah, it's, it's always all in, it's, your really brain isn't 
typical. It doesn't do what normal, atypical. normal people do. Yeah. School doesn't work for you because... Which is still an outdated system. Anyway. Can't make a fish climb a tree. say school doesn't work for anyone. No. Yeah. It's literally but like, it does for some people, but then they can't do normal things workers. in life. It's like, like sit down, look up and put your head down. Everyone's different and it's just the yeah. one, one size fits all. You know, it's like the modern day slave trade in my mind. Mm. It's like, go to school. Yeah. This is you for the rest of your life. We're going to give you the option to get out of it and do whatever you want. We're just not going to tell you it's there. Yeah, here are yeah. the thousand boxes you can fit in. Choose and one. that's that bit where it's like, don't listen to anyone. Yeah, you know, because you know it's still a system. But let's not get onto education. Yeah, <laughs> let's, so, stay from, let's stay away from that. Stay away from that. Essentially, with ADHD in particular, something I've found is by doing something physical, using your actual your physical body, yeah. enables your brain to process things a bit easier. Because my brain is a slow computer, so I followed it. I mean why I get blinkers on when I have an idea is because I feel such dopamine at that point that I'm like, I'm going to do that, to that do thing it. now yeah, because that makes me feel good. I'm going to follow that to the very end and then I'm going to figure out what to do after that. I'm a little bit like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, it is... Is it is a very interesting thing, but at the same time, it could be hard for me to switch topics. If I'm doing something and someone tries mm, talking yeah. to me, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pay any attention. Yeah, so yeah. I've said to Julian, if I'm doing something... And you start talking to me, I'm not gonna, I'm not <laughs> gonna hear you. <laughs> you have to like, you have to physically touch me and go, Meg. Nemo, hello. Here's the thing. <laughs> but then I, I, I completely agree with that, and I have a similar thing where listening to audiobooks or podcasts when I'm walking or doing manual labour or any activity yeah. on, my, on my own yeah. driving, yeah. I take it in so well. Yeah. And I love it. I just. I'm the same. I wrote, I didn't realise that, and I feel, feel like I've just learned something about myself. Yeah. Then I kind of knew it, but I didn't know what. Like, yeah. that's, but that's, we've always been very similar in the way our energies didn't work. Didn't you find you, you read about when someone is in a state where they're atten- when, when you're having difficulty with your attention, have, talking is easier when you're passing a ball to each other or yeah. well, that's when you're doing something active. Yeah. That's also for, for people as well. who suffer from derealisation or depersonalisation when you don't feel physical, present, rooted in your own body doing tasks like that with another person, throwing a ball back and forth, dancing, it helps root you back in your body. There's so many different things that present. go onto that. When you're active, you start breathing deeper and breathing more efficiently, hopefully. If, yeah. if, you, if you breathe, if you can breathe. Well, it goes if you can breathe. <laughs> Some people can't. Some people can't breathe through their nose. And that is oh, one of the worst yeah, things that yeah, happens. Yeah, so can you not? No, absolutely terrible. Terrible. Well, it's actually terrible. I've got one side of my nose that's blocked. Yeah, oh, I really yeah, that is, always the same. That is how yeah. it works, yeah. So are you left-handed or right-handed? Is it? Oh, yeah, left-handed. I'm right-handed. Right-handed breather. <coughs> Which nostril is it? Right. Right-handed oh. nostril. Yes, he makes the same. She's got just the right one. Really? No, I'm joking. They're the same. Oh. <laughs> I was like, really? Do I? I was, when you were, were you confused, I was, okay, so this is a rugby game. You're on the same <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting one talking about like all that with, with meditating and stuff. And like, I, I certainly find with me that like I have to, well, I don't have to, but I want to meditate at the beginning of the day. So I always set myself up to start. And if I, nice. I become more reactionary if I don't and I miss that and that kind of thing. Well, it's good because you can like, it's like giving yourself a pep talk. You wouldn't, yeah. Go for a rugby analogy, you wouldn't go and give the team talk after the game. Yeah. No. So, so, yeah. but I mean, you suppose you could do it the night before if you were still setting the next day's goals. Yeah. It's kind of whatever works for you, mm. isn't it, with meditating? Well, There's tries. no real rules to yeah. it. But yeah. I think that's big, actually. I wasn't expecting that. It's a big one for me. Like, yeah, hugely, hugely beneficial. I'd be interested to know how much of what you guys are talking about with, like, attention uh, being part of our generation as well. Like, how, how much is readily available to take your attention away? How much our attention spans are becoming shorter? Yeah, how long do you spend with yourself? How long does it take before you can things focus like, on oh, Things yeah. like TikTok are creating attention deficits so yeah. in real time for everyone. Yeah. Wait, everyone who's, you... like, onto the next, onto the next dopamine. Uh, You're uh, constantly switching... 
from task to task, even yeah. though you're watching something, it is a task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that creates, what do they call it? Well, it's part of like trying to get context from a video. like that Attention confusion. attention residue. Yeah. yeah. And if you, even wow. going from a task to task isn't, well, if you if look at Deep Work by Cal Newport, he, he studied this and he creates a, a work environment where there's no other distraction. Yeah. Phone's away, everything's away, and it's a ritual. And you go and you approach the task and you do that task without breaking your attention. Because switching between creates residue and you're not working efficient. Your brain doesn't work efficiently when there's residue because you're still part of your conscious, part of your brain is on something else still. And then you start something else and then TikTok and yeah. Instagram, the social and media Facebook, culture yeah. where you're switching dopamine, dopamine, so task, task, yeah. task, 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 task. It's so between. readily available as well, isn't yeah. it? Like you could have two minutes and you could still jump on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, Andrew yeah, Huberman yeah. says starting your day with that, yeah. with going on your phone. I know that's one of the your big things. The first hour, how you what the actions you take in the first hour of the day. Even an hour and a half. Of the day for you. Yeah. I haven't thought about that particularly until you've mentioned it, but yeah. now you've said it, yeah. I couldn't pinpoint days where I've had bad days. And it's usually on days off or where I haven't have got a plan ready. I find that 100%. Sundays I really struggle with because I won't, I won't do yoga, I won't do meditation. And I'll be like, why am I so reactive? Why am I so like ropey? And why am I so like stiff? And it's because all of the things that help me get through the working week, I just stop for rest days. And I actually feel worse now. Yeah. <laughs> when it's really, like, the things that make you rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, like, what, it's like eating fast food or bad food on a oh, hangover. Man. That is the worst time to do that because you've just drunk loads <laughs> yeah. of calories. Depleted and eat that, <laughs> that day you should be winning the hangover and... <laughs> getting all the vitamins, minerals, and hydration in. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's about starting your day that way, and I think, I think that's a huge piece of advice because, and I think everyone's answers are here have given a different because there's so many ways to meditate. Mm. It's not about yeah. you know sitting there. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in fact, nobody really does that. Yeah, if you're going to be really mindful for ten minutes and then spend the rest of your day reacting to things yeah. and shouting at things, it's the whole day thing. Time. And I think I've realised this. I haven't been meditating as a schedule for like the last. Well, two months or so yeah. I've been doing breathing exercises I've been doing yoga and I've been I've been taking away stuff and rather than putting loads more in and I was, of course it'll change and shift my my routine if you will yeah and I was I listened and I mentioned this on our last podcast we recorded it was from a modern wisdom episode and they're talking about things they're taking away to see if it makes a difference yeah rather than being like I'm gonna do even more yeah. and more this year yeah I'm gonna add in cold shower every morning add in you have like a four hour morning routine and you don't get anything done and does it help that much whereas if you have yeah. a tight thing that works for you and you chop and change it. whatever so works you see you get going quicker rather than like i have to do this because then you get upset because you're like i haven't done i haven't exercised yet i haven't done this 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 i've been pottering around doing see i take a different shit. approach because i don't do structure yeah it doesn't exist in my life and i know you that might be hard to grasp, but everyone has always told me my whole life, you need structure, you need structure. And when I was at rugby, I had structure, but it ruined me, yeah. like ruined me because I am not somebody that lives well in structure. So what I have is like a bank of things that I fall back to yeah. so that I try to tick off as many as I can as and when, mm. because I don't know what I feel like and when I feel like it. Because for me, if I try to meditate when I'm not in that mood, or if I try to do something like that because it's seven o'clock, I get angry at myself because yeah. I get frustrated and I'm like, what are you doing, you dick? This isn't what you feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I do a similar, I've never thought I'm about it, the taking same things thing away. Because I was so yeah. attached to routine and now I'm liberated from it. And it made me a better person for, for right now, I feel, anyway. As long as you've got, like, that, you know, backlog of things yeah. that make you feel good, or you can kind of look back to the list and be like, oh, I feel like doing that. And as, Because, for me, I fell into the trap, like you said, where it'd be, I've got five minutes, I'll go on my phone, or I've got this, I'm going to do this. And 
I have to put things in place that keep them there. So, for example, the ultramarathon I'm training for, I now have a sort of drive that's like, one, you don't want to get embarrassed on a day. Two, well, you can't ask for sponsorship and things if you're not going to put effort in. You know, all these things mm. are in my mind, so it gives me a reason. So when I get five minutes, I'm like, oh, actually, could I turn this into an hour and just go for a run? Yeah. You know? And I, I know you do this with your job list as well for, for your work life. You, mm-hmm. you have a notes that you... Yeah. You put any little job in, and then you go look for it and something that you feel like doing. You do, yeah, time, exactly. Rather than being like, "What do I do now?" Decision fatigue, and then you waste time and energy. Also, I feel like there's a lot more guidance for me personally when I live like that. Mm. Because before following a structure, the structure you follow is implemented by someone. Because mm. structure is not a natural thing in your life. Do you know what I mean? You're not born, and it's like, right, because you were born at ten o'clock. Now, for the rest of your life, you should. So, for me, having a backlog of jobs, it's not just me that makes me feel like doing it yeah. deadlines will make you feel like doing it you know financial pressures will make you feel like doing it there is enough structure in life yeah. without you putting any on yourself and you've got room for play as well exactly like, i feel like doing this today i'm gonna smash this or you know something that you might not necessarily feel like doing most days today you're like i don't fucking do it mm. it was like nemo last week we met we meet every monday just to go through full yeah. day of sessions yeah. and like smash out as much work as possible mm. i got there at 10 i left at two and nemo's like you leaving now and i was like yeah i just can't be here like yeah. i'm not in the right in the frame <laughs> of mind i went straight to I went straight into the run, went and did loads of things. And actually, I worked from like midnight till four o'clock that day uh, in the morning being like, now I'm ready to do some work. Mm. And I just had to leave at that time because I would have been, it would have had a negative you impact on the jobs I did. Right. Yeah. Oh, you could, I could feel that then. Like, yeah, it was pretty obvious. It wasn't as uh, popping as normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you're popping over there. Yeah, so was like, like, I can tell you were a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, you, you have awareness of your own consciousness at that time. And that takes a lot and a lot of um, takes a lot. And you've got to be assertive and remove yourself when it's not going to work. And I think that goes all of the points that we've said. I mean, we mentioned this at the start that we're all kind of like a similar journey and a similar timescale. But they're all linking up, you know, listen to yourself, work out what works for you. (laughs) Don't listen to anyone else. You know, if there's anything that is like a summary of all these points so far, it's basically the most useful thing you can do is learn about yourself before you learn about other things, mm. I think. 100%. That's the whole thing about filling up your own cup first before you help other people. Yeah. It's like you put on your own your own gas mask before the kids and whatnot. And yeah, maybe if, if, put it on the kids. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> think about it. Has everyone got full cups? Don't worry about the kids. You got <laughs> full, uh, you got I cups see a full empty. cup there, there, there. You your cup, mate. But yeah, yeah, I think... Excuse me, that seat doesn't have an oxygen mask. Maybe the kids sit there. I've had that. <laughs> oxygen or gas, what do you want? <laughs> I've had that thought where you have to work on yourself and have yourself in a good place before you help other people. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, that's so true. It's important. So true. But um, there are two very, very, very good answers. And now we're back on you, Rory. So what ah. analogy have you got? <laughs> we mentioned it earlier. It, it was about when I, when I actually left university. I had done the first year and I, I was going through a lot of social anxiety and a bit depressed, smoking weed loads, sometimes on my own, so it created like a whole of like, just not good for anyone, a lot of paranoia, a lot of anxiety, pretty depressed. All I cared about was Do you the think gym. you were doing that to cover how you're feeling? Quite, quite literally, probably, yeah. Because um, it was something to do, something that comforted me at the time, but it was actually counterintuitive. And yeah, all I cared about was the gym. I would drive... Say I was driving to uni and I'd just drive to the gym instead and just go to the gym and not go and start lying, missed a lot, wasn't keeping up with it. Um, and like you said, you could see I was sort of tortured in one world, thinking I should stay, 
where really I didn't have to. And there was other, so that was a huge pivotal moment when I, I was like, I, I need to leave. I was breaking down and like, it was awful. And dad was like, if you're going to do it, do it tomorrow. So I literally went the next day, oh, handed it in. That's done, a good bit of advice. Liberated. Yeah. And then that is one pivotal moment. And then shortly after that, I went traveling with, with Charles to South Africa. And we, there was a lot there. It was a lot of experimentation with psychedelics and, and heat whatnot. Heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, and a bit of heat stroke. <laughs> um, and one of the most pivotal things, which was like a life-changing event, we went to this festival called Freaky Forest. And Not the satellite. <laughs> it's like, like a small like intimate 150 people 200 people wow. you have to like be vetted on facebook first when you're welcome people are like hugging you like welcome and like it was, it was like a, a life-changing thing sounds like a bit of a utopia like yeah. for a few days yeah it was, really it nice. was yeah i know like, and obviously we, we experiment with stuff and like it was oh one God. of the most intense <laughs> days of, our, of both of our lives we both come back to it and we, we yeah, it was it was just a a blur of of so, love and like there were some scary points and like it was it was. Were insane. you as scared in those points as you were at uni? Yeah, I mean there was definitely some similar feelings, similar like you don't know, you you sort of have to fear let yourself go. Yeah, it is the fear of the unknown. You're like, what if I leave? What's gonna happen if I leave uni? But what what's gonna happen if I if I, I don't? don't. Yeah. yeah. See, because I I following on from that have picked up that things never get any less scary. No. But when you want to be doing something, it almost doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. You're willing to take that fear. Yeah. yeah. And then to go on for one more, like, pivotal moment is when I had my first seizure. And mm. I talked about this on the pod. We can link that pod. Experiment with stuff and ended up having a, my first seizure. And then that led me... I've always been interested in health, personal training. What, what can I do Couldn't to optimise myself? Thank you. <laughs> it's the t-shirt. I think it's the t-shirt. Is, it t-shirt? Oh, is that merch? <laughs> and I think it's going to rip off you soon. Mate. It's going to burst. And um, we do do bigger that, sizes. That led, <laughs> that led me to think what I was doing wasn't healthy. Yeah. So what I was doing that I thought was boosting my boosting myself as a person, making me fitter, making me work harder, wasn't healthy. And yeah. so that was, that was a complete career change where I decided to study as a health coach. I was looking, what, what can I do and what, what is the best route? And so, yeah, that, that's when I made that decision, started studying and lockdown. And yeah, I was implementing a lot of meditation, mm. Wim Hof breathing. And yeah, th- you had a lot of time to focus and be introverted and do a lot of self-work in that lockdown period. And I was grateful that I could do that in that lockdown period. So... Feel like that, that seizure that kind of put changing. you into a, like a less is more like trajectory. Yeah. Like you were doing all the things that led you yeah. up to that point, and then you kind of like, it's not, reset. But whereas like, I can still do that. Pause it. Pause it. Pause But yeah, this is a this is a nice point. I feel to ask a slightly less deep question mm. of the room 101 thing obviously for those who don't know it it's just one thing that you would banish to room 101 the vault that would never be seen again it's something you can change significant big whatever tickles your fancy like i'm gonna start in the middle of julian because oh, we haven't gone that way yet so, um, yeah uh, i was yeah okay all right so i was i was gonna say something like 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 natural disasters or something. Okay, like, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Like big stuff like that. 
like at the risk we of just did say it, and there, and there, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, and then I did. Um, but then I kind of the other side I wanted to take is um, potentially maybe like miscommunication, just like the idea where one person wants to convey something and fuckery gets in the way, and then it gets received wrong, and then just that whole thing is fucked. Like a if, lot of films wouldn't yeah. happen then. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, <laughs> take a lot of plot points away. Yeah, it's that's true. like. The natural disaster thing, I'm gonna leave alone because yeah. I feel like there's yeah. literally no universe I can imagine that changing. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Mother Nature, you can't. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a bit of a bitch. Yeah, um, you see, like, <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna take that one. I rate that you brought it up yeah, though because yeah. it shows you caring. You know, yeah, like yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. But you've actually blown my mind a little bit about that miscommunication thing because. Literally, just in you saying that, I must have had like all my neurons firing. Be like, oh my god, my sodium! <laughs> I'm like, that's such a big thing because one of my biggest pet hates is like written language. Mm. I hate written language. You already can't even read it. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I can write it. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally it. just said I hate everything Rory does. He only writes. But like, an Uno card. But yeah. without, it's so one-dimensional, and life is not one-dimensional. Yeah. So like. I really struggle to deal with people, especially over Zoom and things like yeah. everything we've touched on screens and stuff. If you're not in front of somebody, mm. vibing with them, it is so hard, isn't it, to like be on a level? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's well, a great point. You can't feel the, the physical energy. energy of someone. You can't see like things either, you know, like yeah. subtle movements. Like cheeky smiles or like, yeah. or like winks and stuff. Like or like a higher do. tone or yeah, a pitch. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It's like a complete missed high five. You say something and they're like, oh, and then it's like a stumble and yeah. awkward. The whole and... thing, yeah. yeah. Not, oh. not, yeah. Is there anything that could be done, do you reckon, to change it a bit more? What, Zoom? Communicate? No, I just mean in general, miscommunication. Um, I think not not, not being reactionary. Yeah. People are too reactionary. They, mm. they take things the bad way. Mm. Yeah. Don't want to try and see if there's any other way to take it. And, their and they'll run narrative. with it. Their yeah. narrative and they're like, oh yeah, I'm the oppressed. And it's yeah, like, I'm actually, no, no one, no one meant anything like that. Do you know that. what? There's, there's, that's a really good point. I think there's, there's a delay on life. So, you know, like, you must, you know, like if you're eating and you don't feel full until like half an hour after you finish eating. Yeah. That's the same with like your thought process. And now you said it, I'm thinking there's always a delay on life. Yeah. You must stop, process what's happened, then yeah, like yeah. having like take, rational take a output. Beat. Take a beat before you react, 100%. Oh, that might yeah. be the best answer so far. Your mindfulness practice and your meditation would create better communication, you'd hope with people because they wouldn't be coloured or clouded by all these other thoughts and narratives they would hopefully delay and listen yeah. rather than creating their own Yeah, I, I think, I was, yeah, it's just getting at, like, just you have a feeling or a thought you want to convey and the other person receives yeah. it wholeheartedly and intact in the way that you intended it instantly. Yeah. That kind of thing. That would be incredible. Oh, yeah. that would That'd be, be so incredible. nice. Yeah. You know, Genuinely. Like saying no films there. <laughs> no films. There'll be there'll be no films. There'll be no films. All the films would be like, oh, I love you. Oh, I, yeah, this I love is you a good too. thing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless well, people mean that. I mean, but on that note, twenty twelve, that film. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah, still be yeah, there because yeah. you didn't choose that. I, did, I didn't you take that to last year. Wow. We can what a terrible guy. Now we all understand why we're dead. Loads of natural disaster films. There's none of All the films are natural disaster contagion or this. We can communicate effectively so well how it all feels. Everyone's like, how are we going to figure this out? Well, Super Volcano has just gone off, so we've got about 45 minutes. Get to the bunker. It was really nice to meet you. You too, yeah. And then. Do you know what, actually, though? Bring it back into reality, where natural disasters do exist. <laughs> like, this is part of why podcasts and things like that are so great. 
this is why we were so keen on doing it. This is why me and Nemo collaborated on this in the first place, is because we felt like the best way to communicate things mm. was to film and then edit to the way that we want it to be seen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not everyone's going to process it that way, yeah. but this is a like the best of a bad situation, I guess, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're getting as much of your point of view across as you possibly can, mm. and it's up to the other people how mm. they take it. And it's all going so much. It's fine that you've cut all of us. It's just you talking this <laughs> time. Oh, oh wait, you didn't know what was happening. <laughs> 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 There's yeah, only so much. This, so it's just Harvey on the show. <laughs> no, your mic's aren't on. <laughs> There's only so much you can convey over tweet or Instagram or... And know, there's... Is... Like, now you've said it, imagine how many terrible situations or things could have been avoided. Mm. You know, I, well, you've only got to look back in history, haven't you? Henry VIII, right, I'm going to chop your head off your dick. <laughs> you know, I bet they're like, listen, I'm trying to have kids. <laughs> well, I didn't mean I'm, to I'm trying to have a boy. I'm trying to have a boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, like, because you do have to... You do have to kind of put your ego aside, don't you, when you're listening to other people? Big I've way, had to learn because I was way. very reactionary. Like, mm. I've had uh, quite a lot of humbling experiences by being like, you're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> you were wrong. And then having to admit that yeah, and yeah. kind of redo things. Yeah, yeah. That's quite a big thing. And I think ego definitely gets in the way of stuff like that, doesn't it? You know, like, I heard it this way, therefore I'm going to react that way. Yeah. Because in that way, I'm good. in the right. You're following, Justice. You're following that. Oh yeah. I've got something to say. Anxious yeah. feeling. Yeah. Of, yeah, I'm, I'm wronged and yeah. I'm feeling this, and it doesn't matter what you say, so <laughs> I'm going to take that it. thing. My yeah. brother, my brother actually said something in his podcast because he's been doing a lot of reading on. Uh, I think it's a book called How to How to Be Disliked or How to Be Okay Being Disliked or oh. something or how yeah, yeah. the courage it? to be disliked. Yeah, that's it's the one. Fucking great. And he said about um, oh. he said about having a like obviously there's mutual respect, but then there's also being I've lost my train of thought. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was all to do with like accepting, listening, processing and not jumping straight to things because yeah. actually you do have to acknowledge that you're not right because there's no beat. right and wrong. Yeah, take a beat. Yeah. That's big in podcasts. You want to say your thing. You want to interrupt but because you know yours is so important. <laughs> and then I had to tap my leg to remember something earlier. You'll see it in the video. I'm like, Wait until you finish. He's actually doing more code, like subscribe now. Right, Rory, don't tell people to look at the subtle movements because I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Mum, help! (laughs) Someone call my (laughs) mum. But I feel like that's a really, really good question. Nemo's going to pick who's answering next because I didn't have an order to this. So Uh, it's Meg or Rory. uh, Well, I'm going to pick the person who is me. Hi, how about your last (laughs) one? Um. I would get rid of indifference. So people... Everyone should be like you and Nemo. <laughs> yeah. People who opt to not care about something because it's easy to do that. There's no neutral. Yeah. It's always... You have, to, you have to do something and you have to be active in what that is, but you can't just ignore something because I think too many people ignore things and it can... It's hard. It's hard for empaths to be around that. Because you know, so, what's that? so someone um, who can't help but feel what other people are feeling. Yeah. So oh, say, okay. say um, Jules is having a really hard day. I feel that. Yeah. And all I want to do is that. help and nurture. Yeah. And sometimes you're around people who just choose to not care, and I don't understand how that can. That's why I have such respect but for like therapists. Us and being, yeah. isn't everyone being different? What makes everything great if everyone's? The well, no, same, no, no, no. Indifference, mm. not. You can still say, do you know what? I'm not going to. Yeah. But you have to acknowledge that Yeah, I fact, guess it is. Rather yeah. than just opting the easy route of 
gliding through but life. That kind of goes back to communication, doesn't to, it? You yeah. have to actually acknowledge what's around That's you rather than... Do you agree with that, Nemo? <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, naturally. He said it. It's because non-action <laughs> non is still action. That's the thing, isn't it? True. Like, yeah. I said this last time, I think, didn't I? Like, the worst thing you can do is nothing. Yeah. And it still counts as doing something. Yeah. True, true, like, true. Just be, just be, uh, like, if just you, acknowledge that fact. I, I, I think that's a huge point because it, it goes back to, like, the feeling of being lost and doing things. If everyone around you is indifferent, you do feel alone, even though you're surrounded by people. Yeah. Whereas actually, if they gave you some sort of feedback, you'd have something to work with. Yeah. Just try. Just yeah. did the smallest possible thing. Just at least something rather than nothing helps so many people around there. Yeah, because people can take indifference and turn it inwardly rather than someone go, "I understand what's happening, but I just don't have the bandwidth." but I understand what's happening for you and I feel that, but there's nothing I can do right now for you or I can do this small thing for you right now. But just to acknowledge In a way, it's happening. better awareness, isn't it? Yeah, just mm. be aware and, you know, everyone... People, there's this word for it, but everyone is having their own full life and sometimes it's hard for you and yourself to realise that other people are experiencing, basically, life the same way you are and just acknowledging that people are out there going through stuff... I think means so much to you know be a person with other people essentially. I f I am um, I'm a little bit annoyed because I feel like every time somebody's answered a question, it's got better and made me work things out. And I feel like I'm just gonna be like <laughs> just oh, sitting there having revelations. This is. But what you've said is something very close to my own heart because I didn't know how to put it before, and I feel like I've worked a lot out about my relationship with my dad. Is that. My dad's not a bad person in terms of like, he's never been malicious, he's never done any of that. And yet I really struggle with him because my entire life he's been indifferent, not been malicious, not been anything, mm. but almost non-existent, but there. Yeah. Like. And that's hard because wow. you can take it so personally and it can, something that small can really turn, like a tiny grain of sand can turn into this huge. And I'm sure it's something that he wouldn't even have been able to explain himself well he can't because obviously we don't talk but <laughs> but like that's probably why because it's just the indifference and not getting anything back almost makes you feel like you're small. empty worth it yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, to it, now it say, you feel like it reflects it's you. like why am i not getting feedback yeah, yeah. but it's, it got, it's a lot never you now to say he's not a bad person and understand that it's yeah, yeah and i think it's i would do like doing a lot of like reading and searching up on stuff one of the big things that I learned was I think it was it was literally an Instagram post like on the good quotes thing and it was about dealing with um, relationships that are no longer like good for it and it said like once you've made a decision for it to go you have to then get rid of it mm. then you have to go and visit the trauma not the relationship you have to visit the trauma yourself and be like right why am I like what wounds need to be healed mm. and then once you've done that you have to be like cool how do I avoid this? How do I... But it's not an easy thing because moving on from that does mean leaving it behind. Do you and know, like... Hard. And that's not an easy that's thing. Hard, yeah. And, like, I've never really said this before, but, like, I don't... You know, I've left the whole thing behind and it was difficult. But, like you said, it's because I was getting nothing back. And if you're throwing, like, something to someone, whether it's, like, respect or want, or, you know, there's that expectation and it doesn't come back, it's worse than just not having it. Yeah. Well, it just hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. And there's no... There's nothing you can do because if that person's not responding... There's nothing to do. Especially when you're going through things where you're like, 
help. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I have some help? And they're just like, there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if even if you get something negative back, that gives you like a thing where like, I'm gonna something. overcome yeah. that. But it's just nothing. It just yeah. it's just like a throwing into a pit. So small. Mm. Genuinely, that was that crazy. <laughs> Light bulb burning. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the angels here. You can't see it, but there's like a halo of light. To be fair, it's bouncing off the top of Harvey's head. <laughs> oh. It's like a ring light for Instagram. We could film videos oh underneath it. You'd have to yeah, look up at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But no, that that was pretty pretty major. Yeah, that was pretty big actually. Discovery. I didn't. I don't think I've ever even acknowledged that being a thing either. Mm. Like indifference can be so damaging. You even tied the dots damaging. together. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's the one thing that as soon as, because we didn't hear these questions before, just now I thought of it just now, not before. Crazy. Um, I was like, indifference, because that's the thing that upsets me most, that I feel the most. I, I didn't know, even know that was a thing until you said it, and yet I feel like I've been feeling it, <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone, well, it can be packaged you know. in several different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, make yeah, that for, for me all the time. I'm like, I don't know how to, f like, what I'm feeling. Like, we, well, you went through that. You're probably feeling this. I'm like, that's what you call that. Oh, <laughs> I haven't, like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because yeah. working out emotions is oh, right. so bloody hard. Yeah, it's another thing I don't teach you at school, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like, you know, for me personally, when I was a child, I had like three emotions. I had happy, I had sad, and I had angry. Yeah. You know, angry was the cover I had for all those other emotions I didn't understand yeah. because it'd be like, oh, I've just flipped out, you yeah. know, and obviously it's shaped things, so I'm not upset about it, but you have to kind of go through things and people almost have to introduce you and be like, oh, by the way, that's that. Mm. <laughs> oh, by the way, that's <laughs> that feeling. And then when you know that, yeah. you can be like, oh, let me learn what that is. Yeah. Yeah, you like, can dissipate now because you know what it yeah. is. You can recognise it, you can accept it, you can see where it's come from, you can see where it's going. And that's what's so important yeah. about personal development or self-work and yeah. working with other people, working on yourself. Exactly. I feel like everything just leads back to talking to yourself, mm. however, in which way you can. Mm. And it's about not listening to other people in terms of what they say you just do, but you can listen and take from it what you want. Yeah. Because someone can talk to you for three days and you take nothing from it. Yeah. You know, just be like, no, none of that was me. But somebody <laughs> no. can say one thing and you can be like, oh, that's worth thinking about. Mm -hmm. So The little nuggets you get from other people, or you even say it yourself the yeah. first time, or read it somewhere, or yeah. hear it somewhere. That's well, sort of what my answer, my, my answer ties into that a little bit. You can't take my answer. Go on then. <laughs> the second time you're going to still make answer, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fair enough. Definitely you haven't had any time to prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got absolutely no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I can't read my own writing. <laughs> Mine would be to implement something in a way. For, for, to implement a rite of passage that is across the board everyone has to do, but that's of course subjective. And I, I preface it by saying I've had a great upbringing, very grateful for my life, and but I've explained some of the things that have been pivotal for me and life-changing that have led to a lot of self-work, that have taken me to dark places. And basically, I would say, a rite of passage in ways. I mean, a lot of cultures have that implemented in them for a reason. What do you mean they by rite of passage, sorry? Rite of passage, it could be some sort of adversity you go through where you build resilience and you figure things out. It could be physical. I mean, a lot of cultures use psychedelic drugs or ritual of some sort. A ritual of any age. sort. The one with then you put the ants on there, the, yeah. the stinging ant, the bullet ants in their hands. So basically, you go through pain, you go through a psychedelic trip, which is painful, or ayahuasca, or you go through something yeah. that changes you as a person, that causes you to 
look at things differently and figure things out for yourself. So you're saying like inflicted trauma just so that you can be, someone can hold your hand through it and be like, listen, I've experienced this too. And then... In a way, yeah. I'm saying they do it for a reason, these cultures. They use it for a reason, which is to transition into a different part of your life or transition into a different person by taking away and shedding stuff that you don't need. Yeah, or to show you can go through this. Yeah. And come out the other side. Because there's the so hygiene. You know the hygiene hypothesis. The hygiene. The hygiene hypothesis is where we take a baby and we coddle them and we keep them safe and we keep them in a sterile environment and in that way it's counterintuitive because they never build up an immune system or a strong microbiome and they turn into someone who. Has to stay Maybe has an autoimmune disease later in life mm-hmm. or isn't as resilient in terms of physical and maybe mental mm-hmm. health because they've been kept in a silver They haven't had the chance box. to adapt. <laughs> Why is it box? silver? <laughs> I, I mix together, I mix together the silver spoon or like, yeah. Basically, <laughs> in a silver box. <laughs> that ties into what I'm saying, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I do but like everyone that. has something, it will be subjective. Because, I mean, I have, I have, I've had a great life, but there have been things that are subjectively dark and difficult for me but they've made me who I am so I'm grateful for them you have the same you have the same everyone has had something similar and I'd say that isn't something to be afraid of and it's not something that you should stay away from I think what what is different about that rite of passage is basically just not going through your first dark time alone yeah, yeah, shared experience, yeah. good and bad. Yeah. Support, a support network. As soon as I started through. talking that I was not happy at uni and sad, it liberated me. Because, I, I mean, I was just writing it all in my notes. And I've still got the notes and it's locked. And I haven't read for it once since nice. that day. And I was just walk, pacing around my room writing stuff down. And I don't know if I'll ever read it or delete it, but that well, that was alone. And then when I, the next day when I expressed it, it was like lifting, a, lifting off like a heavy Wait, jacket. suit. Yeah, jacket mm. off and then you could finally be free in a way. Mm. I think that's huge. Like, again, that's a really good point because most people nowadays are, like don't have the first-hand experience themselves because they haven't dealt with their own trauma to be able to help you through something because they weren't themselves. And they don't know how. So for people who have been through it, who, again, like I mentioned earlier, I think not many people are that tough because the easy option is often available. If you've always done that, how on earth are you meant to help somebody else for a problem? Mm. If you're already struggling... Isn't that, in a way, becoming empathic with yeah. someone's situation? Yeah. Being like, I've, I know that you're going through something, I've had something similar. Or, and actually, the strongest people in. are the ones who've been through the most, aren't they? True. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger? That's, I love that saying. <laughs> I feel like so many people don't understand that saying. Mm. This is one thing that bothers me about you know people just being able to read a quote and it not be explained by somebody who understands it like this is okay fair enough back onto your point about the rite of passage mm. it's about somebody telling you what it means because for me i've always held quotes quite dear to my heart you know like yeah. what doesn't kill you makes you stronger oh don't give up you know all these things yeah. blah, blah, blah. but i never actually understood them until i was out of somewhere where i was like oh now I've beaten it. Mm. Whereas before, mm. I used to think, I'm not dead, therefore I must be getting stronger. Mm. Yeah. Whereas actually, you have to beat the thing yeah. to get stronger. Well, if it's always niggling, yeah. you haven't got it's stronger. Really <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you put it this way, yes. exercise yeah. is a hormetic stress. And that is basically, if you were to plot it on a graph, it is a stress that, as, as high as it gets, you reap a reward from it. And you get to a point where that much stress is actually negative for yourself. But hormetic stress, such as cold therapy, exercise... 
they improve improve your body, improve the way you your resilient you improve your resilience towards it, and it's the same with any other trauma and a rite of passage per se. You experience so much stress, you come out the other side stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To a certain point, I'm not saying you go and you know you, yeah. you can go too far with stress, Obviously, but yeah. the right amount makes you better as a person, makes you stronger. Yeah, I feel like that's is you get into dangerous territory as well, though, don't you? Because how much should you inflict on someone? How much can someone deal with? Obviously very if you go back it always used to be the men that went through it mm. because they were stronger which you know in nowadays oh yeah that's a big thing i mean but that's yeah. a big thing, that's a big and, thing. And, <laughs> and, and i want like it, well it's there's not many things right. bigger i mean you're right. Like, <laughs> you're right women's pain threshold is incredible this is like the only examples i can think of are male ones because that's what you kind of see daily and that's your experience and that's my experience it's a stereotype but really i think it should be Especially in this day and age, there should be more things and more people helping that are like neutral because mm. no longer do you have to run across the plains to go and kill and eat your food. Mm. So why are there not things like, I don't know, I'm going to bully you at home. Like your parents are going to be mean to you at home. Mm. So that when I'm not saying it should be, but you know, like in a controlled environment, why do you not pile pressure on people? Do you know what I mean? Why? Do, because you then obviously with the flip side have to go back and explain. Yeah. That's the bit that's missing, I think, and then to is go, the explanation. On top of that, to go back on my point, everyone eventually goes goes through something really hard. They'll lose a loved one. Something will happen. It's just about how you deal with it, I guess. Yeah. And being equipped, having the right mindset, and using yeah. it rather than taking the the mentality that you've been you've been the victim. And perspective, isn't it? Doesn't it doesn't make you better, it just you well, just hold on to it. Yeah. yeah, the perspective of that ritual rite of passage is that you're prepared for it. Is that yeah. this is we've yeah. all went through true, this true. when you turn eighteen, this you is gonna will happen. Be okay. Because unless shit's gonna happen to you, it's gonna hit you by the fucking like yeah. blind side. And then Actually, once you've done that, yeah. everything else It also it drives a contrast. want to do it. Because yeah. I remember when I was younger wanting to be an adult yeah. and wanting to do things. I've never wanted to pay taxes and I've never wanted to do things that adults are stressed of now. But when you think about a rite of passage, that's something you want to do because you want to prove yourself. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it and you're scared, you still feel like, oh, all these other people have, it kind of drags you through it. Yeah. And I mean, if it doesn't, clearly you weren't ready for it. Mm. You know, it's... 100%. That's a good point. I really like, that's actually a good one. Yeah. I feel like there definitely should be more rites of passage. Mm. In fact, I feel like there are, but they're often from the wrong people or the wrong sources. So for me, you know, like a rite of passage that I went through, like like without kind of knowing it was definitely like getting that first team debut mm. you know like you can do all the training in the world you want you can be a part of that squad but until you've played in that team mm. and you know being picked like you're not accepted or you're not you can't say i've done it you haven't you know so you kind of want it but again for me nobody ever explained you know the mental side the other side you know those things and you know <laughs> clearly it didn't go well because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but you know it's it that was something that i was searching for yeah and I think had, you know, I had somebody that had put my arm around me and been like, look, listen, this is why this is happening or this is what this is happening. More it's guidance. the communication, yeah, yeah. it's the guidance that comes with it, isn't it? Yeah. That's lacking, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. agree. Because I think everyone has a rite of passage in their own unique way, in their own unique... You can't have one size fits all. No. Yeah. Everyone has that moment. It's just people don't know that it's it or they don't know how to um, process it. Or use it to their advantage. Or use it to oh, the ev- yeah. their advantage. I've got a question. Do you think it's on the person to seek that out or is it on someone to offer it? Because obviously there's the parent, the parental role, which is offering things. But like my mum said, I can't help you now 
when I went to rugby. You know, I was only 16 when I left. Mm. And my mum was like, I can no longer help you because you're far beyond anything I've been in that industry. You know, like, I can't help you. Mm. Mm. So who's it on to find that in this day and age? You know, I feel like it should be something that's just generally offered more. Yeah. But... Or more talked about, or people yeah, share more. And we're all going around doing the stuff with blinders on and not, not like acknowledging that everyone is going through, through it at some point. Yeah. I mean, some people are. I'm just saying that generally there, there, there could be more openness, and then that way, perhaps it, it's it just becomes more known it. because it's happening all the time. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps it's just acknowledging that that's the point you're in. Yeah. Because there is no set up. You know, it's not. You know, it used like you're saying in the tribes, it used to be on your 18th birthday, this happens. Mm. Whereas because there is no real, I don't know, structure to it or way path, right path to follow, yeah. it could happen at any point. Exactly. So you're not prepared for it, like you said. Yeah. There's no preparation involved. There's no it's like, you, you get some moments. Like I suppose that's kind of. I think that's kind of what leaving for uni is meant to be one of those things. But yeah. there's so many other ways to accept that. So yeah. you know, you're thinking like, all right, well, I better. I want to experience leaving home. I guess it's kind of like a right passage. So I guess I have to specifically go to uni to study something. Like there are other ways to do that. And yeah. I think you found that with traveling with Charles, yeah. with Charles was that's still that big right of passage, but it was. Just it just fitted you better than oh here's here's a here's a uni close by with a course you can yeah. study. Like and that. I suppose the guidance doesn't have to come from somebody above you. It can come from like a partnership or yeah. a friendship or yeah. I suppose it's just about working out the the stage you're in because you you have so many yeah. of these. It's not one you have, is it? Yeah, no. That's the real benefit of school for me. I think is it's less about like the specific classes you learn and stuff. It's about being shared experience with people who are the same age as you, and like yeah. you have different emotional like development stages and stuff. But you're kind of thrown in this mixed bag where everyone is kind of having the same experience, and mm. it's just being able to communicate through that and mm. being like, oh, you're struggling. Yeah, I'm finding this really hard as well. Yeah, as you said, having the strength to be like. Oh, me, yeah. I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that is strength. But I think hell. that comes from, for me as well, that comes from like the people that are in positions of power. Mm. If you're doing something for a paycheck, you're not going to be helping people, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you're doing things for the right reasons and you actually love what you're doing, you're more inclined to help. Yeah. You know, how many successful people have scholarships and give to charity and do things? It's often because they're happy with what they're doing and they want to share and help. Yeah. Whereas yeah. people who are miserable might and perhaps haven't acknowledged that they're going through that. And haven't yeah, got stronger. If your <laughs> cup isn't full, you can't fit anyone else's. Yeah, yeah. Don't put the uh, oxygen mask on the kid. No. Don't put it, don't <laughs> put never, it on the kid. I thought of a way kid. to explain my point a little bit better. I listened to a book called The Obstacle is the Way recently by Ryan Holiday. And he draws from Stoic philosophy. And essentially, it is what it says. The obstacle is the way. You've got to lean into it and yeah. go with the struggle. And he, he obviously has a lot of examples like Marcus Aurelius, who was the leader, the Roman leader, was it Roman leader? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he, he had everything, but he still chose to live with honour and live with yeah. better judgment and work with himself. And he wrote his meditations just for himself. It was a diary. Yeah. And when thing were, things were going shit, it wasn't complacency. It wasn't anything like this. And these things were shit. Comparing it to me leaving uni, he was going through wars and going through fucking terrible shit. But, he still made it his own prerogative to deal with it, you know, with his better judgment and not to completely crumble when shit happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that yeah. explains what I meant really more. Yeah. No, I do. I, I appreciate that. And I, I feel like nowadays, perhaps leaving a diary in forms like this and doing stuff like that is actually much easier, more accessible. Yeah. You know, Just to see the commonalities. Yeah. So perhaps 
searching for these things is something people should be told. You know, search for your rite of passage. Mm. Find what you yeah. want to do it in. Yeah, and just having the freedom, giving people the freedom to choose whatever that's going to be. Because uh, yeah. it is too often, you know, become a lawyer, become a doctor, do this thing, earn the money, do the thing. And then... Uh, that's the best thing. You're and never it's told, be great. You're never yeah. told yeah. that, oh, it might make you feel really depressed. Or... But it's often told to you by somebody who doesn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because people you want to that. put their own... Yeah. People want to put their own stuff on others. Yeah. And be like, I didn't do the thing, so I guess you're going to have to do the thing. Because I think, in my experience, that's what I should have done, so you're going to have to do that, so I feel like someone's done the thing. That yeah, I rather than do. just saying, this is what I learned. And it's just exhausting yeah. and... You know, you have to have the awareness not to, or have the awareness to realize when you think you are putting your own stuff on someone else, mm-hmm. rather time. than hearing what they want and enabling them to do their their thing, their journey, rather than going, oh, actually, but this is what I felt and wanted, so maybe you do that. Yeah. Rather than go, what is it that you like to do, want to do? How do you feel? What makes you happy? What 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 makes you happy? What can you give to the world? Do it that way. Make you go in there. That's what it comes back. Yeah. Rather than go, I didn't get to do this thing, so you should do the thing. Yeah, we you can know? put that it's Venn diagram up. I've been that. Yeah. <laughs> what what the world needs, how you can make money, what you enjoy, and what you're good at mm-hmm. in a Venn diagram. Yeah. I think things like that. Venn diagrams are great because love them, when you have a Venn diagram, <laughs> you can take as many things into account as possible, and you do pinpoint things. I do like them. Yeah. They are good. It's a visual. It's a interesting way to explain things or just to remind yourself and you've got to remember that you're the one in the centre yeah it's not anything else you are the centre mm. like I feel like all of this has just been a giant way to say go and learn about yourself yes also I think I think lots of people aren't willing to give things up because they don't want to be embarrassed by just and people don't want to be seen preaching you know yeah. people because that is a you know you are a dick if you do that <laughs> but like it also isn't acceptable if you're being preachy. Yeah, like... It depends on the intention. It depends on your own expression. Mm. And I think, like, there's an awful lot of things that can be taken by asking questions. That's something yeah. I learned a lot. There was, one, like, when something's wrong, you will know it's wrong. You will yeah. you will know it's wrong. Like, that's yeah. one thing I've learned. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I got, a, like, after treatment, I, the first job I got was in Alpha FX. It's a foreign exchange thing. It's massive brokerage. You know, basically just on the shop floor. And the potential earnings were, like, humongous. Like, and I looked at the paycheck and was just like, I don't really care what the job is. 100% I'm going to do the job. I worked there for, like, four days. I got tonsillitis. My head was all over the shop. And I was like, what? I was like, I can sell things. I know I can sell things. I'm like, I know that I can do this. And then I realised, oh, like, this is every part of my body being like, oh, this isn't you, bro. (laughs) You know, so... You're projecting it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I knew in that moment I was wrong. And that was the first time... And then I realised, wow, I've had these moments before, but I've pushed through them. You know, like Meg said, like, just trust your gut. And then when you know, you know. Because you won't be scared of asking if it's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go, everyone. That's the nail deal. We're trading now, what? Nailed it. Uh, no, that was dope. That, yeah, was, that really was a pleasure. Time. Thanks for yeah. well, thanks for having us. Who's thanking who? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's thanking who? Yeah. Um, like, I feel like now's a point to just be like, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is a collab. Keep the up to date with many. the joint thing. Yeah, the we're going to be joint many. running events. Mm. We're going to be joint helping as many people as we can, and we're going to be joint helping each other. Like, yeah. this so, is just the beginning of the journey. Very much so. Mm. Please join us on the rest of it. Yeah. See you next time. Peace out. Yeah.